Yes, we're talking to Linda Scalso Eads. Is it Eads or AIDS? Eads, E-A-D-S. Great. And uh, your company is Calizzo Condiments. Um, and um, tell us, I mean, how old a company is it and how big a company is it? Okay. Calizzo was started in January uh, 6, 2020 right in the middle of this pandemic, of course. Right. And um, it is a small company. It's a startup with uh, nine products. Okay. And they are Mediterranean in scope. So people who cook Italian, Turkish, Greek, Spanish, they can use these products. Now, how did you... What did you do before you started this company? Well, this is totally a different realm for me. Uh, I am a retired uh, education administrator. I created and designed uh, a world-class school in Miami called the Mast Academy. It was a maritime uh, and science technology school that earned big reviews, uh, earning blue ribbons. And um, after that, I did consulting in education, and I was appointed to the State Board of Education by the governor, so it gave me a chance to see kindergarten through university life perspectives, and I enjoyed all of that, and then finally stopped and said there's more to this world uh, than uh, education, which I enjoyed, but it was what I did. and. Growing up, I was always next to my mom in the kitchen, and I looked in my closet, and I saw this book that said, The Hot Olive. It was my (laughs) three-ring binder of one of my first products in 1980s, and it is absolutely a delicious olive relish, and I said, you know what? Enough with education. I'm done consulting. I'm done with trying to start a new (laughs) school. I'm going to find a new life in the food and beverage industry. And that's how it happened. It was a dream from childhood with my mother, and now it's just my turn. Now, now the the governor in Covent didn't have anything to do with your decision, huh? Oh, no, uh, no, actually not. Uh, COVID didn't have anything to do with my decision. Uh, it, it just happened that I was working on designing a new private school, and it just wasn't gelling. And before I made serious mistakes, I said, time to stop this education stuff. <laughs> and so it was just a great opportunity for me to live a dream that I talked to my mother about when I was a kid. And here I am at this late age as a senior citizen going into a brand new business. <laughs> it takes a lot of guts. <laughs> but, you know, your, your, your background um, would have uh, led you into the, the Mediterranean a product line, anyhow, wouldn't it? Right. I was. I'm from an Italian family. My father was Calabrian. My mother was from the Tuscany region. So we always cooked Italian. We always entertained in the house, very family styled, and it was festive. So 
this is now the time for me to live that dream. And I think about life not wanting to miss opportunities. That's really how I think about life. And this seemed to be an opportunity that was knocking. And my products get good reviews, and I love meeting the people that are in the food industry. Yeah, they are special, aren't they? They are. And this is so different from the political atmosphere that I lived in education. So I'm having a ball. I mean, it's keeping me young, and if anything, it is an inspiration to younger people to never give up on their dreams, and certainly to other seniors to jump on board and do what you've always wanted to do. Now, your your products, are are they made in the United States or are they made in the Mediterranean countries? Well, actually, Peter, uh, both. I have some products that I found to uh, be appropriate for me in Italy. And uh, they make some uh, like the olive oil with lemon and the artichokes uh, marinated with uh, orange and uh, lemon. Those are come to me from Italy. However, I have other products like Puntanesca Natural. It's a dry seasoning, or the Taste of Tuscany. Uh, that's a dry seasoning. The Italian A's, which is a um, plant-based Italian mayonnaise, that is to die for. And, yeah, we have um, that. So where I, does that come from? Actually, my own my family recipe, and uh, I one day I got inspired. I I actually tasted a chipotle mayonnaise, and I said, "Well, why why don't I just use my own mayonnaise?" And so, <laughs> before I knew it, my Italianese was made, and I field tested it and field tested it. People liked it. And so then my attorney said, trademark it, which I did, and um, it's now on the market. And yeah, it's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely killer, an English expression, by the way. Yeah, Peter's it, been eating it by the spoon out of the jar. Killer on, <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank yeah, but, you, Let me finish. It's killer on leftovers in particular. Oh, that's good. That's really good. It needs to be used in any way a person wants to. And what I like is it has a little afterbite of Calabrian pepper. And if you – I'm not into frying a lot, but when I go to the Italian places or anywhere that has fried calamari, I love to dip my my fried calamari in the Italian aid. And there's a restaurant in Miami that uses this product with their fried uh, frito misto, they call it. Oh, yeah, so, frito misto. Right. They right. have vegetables that they fry. They got the calamari. They have a little bit of shrimp. And that's what they put on the plate is my Italian aim. So that's a When you say that, a restaurant uses this, I mean, do you market to, um, um, to restaurants? Primarily, yes, what is ma'am. your primary market? Okay, my, right now, my main market is online through social media. And I'm, as I said, we're new, we're young, and we're coming out through social media. And uh, 
I am looking at furthering relationships with restaurants. And I'm looking, in fact, I'm leaving for Missouri next week, and I'd like to talk to a few of the vineyard managers because my products are perfect. As they put out their charcuterie boards or they give tastings with cheese and a little bit of bread, these mm. products are just ideal for that. And, and you're, so you're, um, you're, going to, you're going to Missouri. Yes, that's where my – I have a small co-packing company oh, okay. in Missouri. So I'm going to visit with that team. I'm going to visit with the people who do the fulfillment. And, I, and in, of course, in St. Louis, there's a wonderful population of Italians. A lot of Italians. Also, you know, New Orleans is. They're mainly Sicilians, the New Orleans. Now, the, yes. reason I, the reason I ask the question is, and this is something most people don't know, but there's a sizable production of wine in Missouri. Yes. And I think the, the, gra the grape starts with an N or an M, I can't remember which. And this particular, this particular grape thrives in Missouri and they make a lot of wine in Missouri and no, no, no one knows about it. I know it's the best kept secret. And what I was told when I was there last time is that it's on the same latitude line as it with France. And it's supposed right. to be—it's supposed to be wonderful wine. So now I plan to take advantage of it next week and enjoy myself, going to some vineyards and exploring and seeing how Calizo can enhance what they do. And we just—we're a small company. I like keeping it uh, small and intimate and personal. I do not see me uh, as much as I love Amazon. I do not see my products on Amazon. I would uh -huh. have to build, I mean, I would have to create these products in huge, huge co-packing companies. And that's not what this is about. I keep things high ingredients, uh, very personalized. I monitor how each of the batches are tasting. And that's no salt added. No artificial preservatives or coloring or flavorings. So I can't do that in the big, big companies. So uh -huh. we're going to stay intimate. We're a small quality company, and we want to serve the public. And um, that's really how this is about. It's like when I designed a school for the fourth largest school system in the country, I only designed it for 550 kids so that we uh -huh. could become a family. So it's that same philosophy. Keep it small. Keep it high quality. Keep it intimate. I want to know my customers. My customers have ideas. Like somebody said to me, well, we need more in the hot sauce area. And I said, well, you've got two, two hot sauces, Italian hot sauces, on the market right now. And uh, the gentleman said, well, why don't you look at what you can do with Calabrian pepper in your hot sauce? Interesting. So, uh, it, it, and, you know, I'm listening, and so I went to my co-packer, and we're working on a recipe. We're also working on a uh, Calabrian uh, dipping sauce. 
that you can scoop out of this jar and add this sauce to any other sauces you have, whether it's a, an olive oil sauce or it's a tomato sauce, or if you wanted to do a dip, a spread, maybe with whipped regatta and mm-hmm. add this, this uh, sauce to it. And um, very different. And then uh, the third product that's coming up is a finishing sauce. So if you were sautéing chicken, veal, pork, uh, maybe a little fish you grilled, you could add this sauce over it, let it simmer in it, and get all those rich flavors. And it's a more of a pink-colored sauce. So wow. I've got some things coming up um, that are exciting. And then my uh, products that I do import from Italy, they're going to be my special holiday. I wanted to see how they were working, and they're really working great. People love the artichokes. I hope I sent you a, a bottle. Yeah, they're good. Uh, we, we already we we wiped those out right away. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she ate them all. She ate them all already. <laughs> well, listen, that's I, I, I need and, more. Um, I need more. There's none. There's none left in the cupboard. <laughs> well, you know what? You just might get another another bottle of, of the I'm writing a note, and I think that would be fun. I love oh, it when whatever. people enjoy the products. So, no, you'll eat them too. The what? I said you'll eat them too. jeez. Oh, You're greedy. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I mean, you must be having fun. I mean, you, you say in your uh, kind of like a mission statement that you want to make life deliciously entertaining. That is our mission. <laughs> that is truly our mission, uh, Anne, because I want the product to be high quality, good tasting, and very diversified so that they can use it in a variety of recipes. But especially two people getting together, you want to have maybe a little wine and cheese and a little bit of meat and, and, and add some some of my products to that, whether it's the olive relish or the spicy olives, um, it, whatever it could be that would make it festive. And I have a tapestry in my home that shows people their, in the cultural clothes, and they've got dogs on the, on the ground, and they're holding mugs and wine, and, and they're celebrating and dancing. That is what's in my heart. And that's what I want people to have the opportunity to do without slaving in the kitchen, without spending hours in the kitchen, and that make it very easy to use these products. So life becomes deliciously entertaining. <laughs> now, um, when, when you um, started out on this, there was probably a huge learning curve. What were some of the things that you had to... Uh, how about telling us what, what, some of the mistakes that you corrected? I won't say that oh, you, you goodness, made, but you corrected. What was that something that surprised you? Well, I truly believed people. I believed that if they said they were going to do it... Oh, yeah, that's it. a big mistake. Yeah. And, and I, you know, here I, w- I contracted this person who was a... Uh, 
skilled in his work, and and we were supposed to send our product samples to a co-packer, and they in this co-packer. This was the second time I was sending it, and he was making a commitment at that point to me. This guy decides he's going off to Mexico to do something else. Doesn't <laughs> send my products. Doesn't tell me he's going to Mexico. Well, that was a learning curve. Trust me, and that that was a big thing. The other things uh, is the language. Uh, the, the what? Especially language. You know how As people a language. use jargon, and, and they. For example, when um, I was shipping from Italy, I was working with a transport company that you would, they were speaking Greek to me because I didn't <laughs> understand uh, how they were calculating things. And I just had a big learning curve, truly. It, it, it was a, a very, very big learning curve. But uh, I really survived it. Um, and when I don't understand something, uh, I've learned to say, excuse me, would you repeat that? Uh, I don't it's understand that it. word. I don't, you know, I've, got to, I've just got to um, be more upfront. It's made me a little bit more pushy, so to speak. Let me say assertive. It's made me much more assertive. Um, I also learned that there is very, very keen competition in this food industry. Oh, it's it's tight. It's really a tight market. Um, it and, is. And, and not all of your competitors are going to play fair. Well, that's true. And um, I was at a conference one time going around to table to table, and, and there's a very prominent Italian company and I was telling him how nice his products were, and and I said, boy, how do you do that creative work? Like, and I mean, the man—I wasn't asking for his recipe, but he just jumped all over me. And I said, oh my goodness, this is a rarity because normally Italians are really friendly and fun to be around, and this guy just—you think I'm going to tell you? And, and I said. No, sir, you're not. But you know what? I never <laughs> bought his products again, ever, right. ever, ever. And they don't come into my home. So you don't well, have to do Peter, Peter could tell you the story about um, when we were in, uh, where was it, Abruzzo? Um, or Marque, anyhow. Um, the, the, we were staying at a guest house, and they insisted that um, we go visit this uh, uh, truffle company and they gave us the name and we called them and we arranged to um, visit them see their production and mm-hmm. um, do an interview uh, they were going to have somebody um, speaking English because um, even though I speak Italian um, we, we like to put the stuff out for our English speakers because it's such a big part of our, our following uh, mm-hmm. And the, all this stuff came up, and uh, so we, we were—it was all arranged, and, and off we go. And um, we get to this big sign that had this name on it that we were looking for, and we went in, and they had the products and this and that and the other, and we talked to them, and um, uh, they pretended like yes, they were just getting ready for the interview. And so we did the interview, 
um, we, we scrounged around for an interpreter to, to sit in, um, but we mm-hmm. did it. And, and when we went back to the uh, guest house, they said, you know, we've been getting all these phone calls. Why didn't you ever show up at your appointment? <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. The best part is yet to come. Not only was this not the this person we were supposed to be uh, visiting and uh, doing the interview with, uh, and it was the same name, but was was the original appointment, uh, the original company's brother that did this. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh so you talk about cutthroat. <laughs> oh, for sure. For we, we, sure. We were, going, we were going to write a book called The Wrong Monsieur Martini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, never, we never did. Now, oh, just, well, to show, just, just, just to show you, there is there is a smaller amount of, of truth in advertising, if you like to put it that way, because the yeah. man did, the man did, he did buy his lunch. He did. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's the least he could do. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot to learn in the industry, and well, I, every and industry. You know, okay. I I I've told everybody this story, but. My two friends of mine and I, when we were young, I decided to open a restaurant, not knowing anything about it, in Philadelphia. And um, we went to look up how to open a restaurant and how to run a restaurant in books in the library. And so we set off and we opened this restaurant. Nobody told us the most important thing about running the restaurant business. Absolutely everybody <laughs> from the servers to the to the cleaners to the, <laughs> the the dishwasher, everybody who could would steal from you, and that was the big oh, lesson I learned. Sure. Yeah, people. It walks in the front door and walks right out the back door. I've heard exactly. that about the restaurant industry. Well, I don't oh, yeah. have the wherewithal for a restaurant. I know that, but I want to. Work oh, don't do it! Please don't do it. And, I mean, you um, you may be courageous, but let me tell you, this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And I want to work with those that are in the restaurant business. Maybe make their lives a little bit easier. Have some interesting supplements to their menus. But I figure I got a gift given to me. Uh, from the heavens that I could do this at my age and getting it kicked off. And so um, I don't want to be abusive and think I'm going to go into another whole career field. I need time uh-huh. to play a little bit. Yeah. Well, you sound like you're having a good time and you're learning and, uh, and uh, yeah, and growing. And this is really wonderful. Um, I think that Everything you learn is important. Yes. Um, so um, I, I wish you continued success in your business. Thank you. Um, and can people, home people, home cooks, uh, retail customers, can they mm-hmm. contact you on your website? And, oh, absolutely. Or do you do e- e-commerce? Okay, uh, um, listeners. They can read us. They can meet. They can send me a note on the um, website because we answer immediately. Uh, also, uh, we are on um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Pinterest, and people okay. can uh, drop, download 
our um, free recipe booklet. Our new one for June to August has just been put out. Oh, and great. You can find and that they have some very nice summer recipes. And in there we do salads, entrees, cocktails, and and we throw in a dessert. So uh, it, it's just easy stuff to use and make it fun and entertaining. Um, our first cookbook, book, booklet, we call it, we had nearly 1,000 downloads. For that, for us, as a brand new company, oh, we were really excited. We were really excited. So our, our new one just came out uh, this last, uh, I guess it was last week. <clears throat> uh, we, we just put it onto social media. Well, that's great. Now, listeners, um, the, the, the company is Calizzo, C-A-L-I-Z-O, condiments, plural, right? Yes, condiments. And they can reach us online condiments and um, and I also take phone calls uh, if, if anybody wanted to call the office it's 305-902-8404 we love people's uh, ideas on how they use the recipe um, our products take pictures of what they cook and we will feature them on our website and or our social media we love wow. to hear from our customers well, honestly, you, Linda, you've made a whole community, and so uh, continued success and growth. And thank well, you thank for taking you. the time to talk to us. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And Peter, I promise you get more artichokes. <laughs> oh, okay. dear. Thank you so much. And thank you for including me in this wonderful program. I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks, Linda. Bye-bye. All right now. Bye-bye. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net. Oh, Liz, um... You're telling me exactly the full name of your company and how to pronounce it. How about sharing that with our listeners? Sure. So um, Mama May Whole Foods is a company that's based out of Singapore and Indonesia and Southeast Asia. Um, and the way you pronounce it is Mama May. It's a combination of the word mama, which means mother, and uh, mame, which means beans in Japanese. So oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, it's a healthy snack company born out of a mama's big love. Oh, how wonderful. And um, you have a story, of course, to go with this. Uh, how did you start? Yes. What, what made you think about starting this food company, Antioch, in this particular Yeah, absolutely. Way? That's a very good question. Um, so I myself kind of fell into this. Um, I've never worked in the food industry. Uh, for the past five years, I've actually been working for CNN, um, and I've been in features. And so this is very new to me, but the reason I've decided to join the company is because it's actually my mother's company. Um, she had been a housewife for the past 25 years. Ever since I was born, um, she kind of quit her job to uh, raise myself and my brother. 
Um, and we grew up all over the world. So we're Korean and we were born there, but I spent my younger years in Canada and Japan um, and s- ah. spent majority of my life in Indonesia, um, wow. where my brother was, um, was born as well. So we have been spending, uh, sorry, let me do that again. So my brother and I, um, we were living in Indonesia for about you know, 12 years of our lives. My parents lived there for 20 plus years. Um, and they decided that, you know, um, our roots are kind of there. And my mother, who had been, you know, kind of bored during COVID after my brother got sent off to college, um, decided, you know, food has always been a passion of hers, and she's a dedicated chef, and she's very, very impressive with her creativity in the kitchen. And tempeh, um, which a lot of people aren't familiar with, is a very widely popular food in Indonesia. It's one of its national food items, and it's vegan, it's plant-based, and it's a really strong source of protein, so a lot of people use it as an alternative to meats. Um, what is it exactly? What so, exactly yeah, so is me, tempeh? <laughs> that's a great question. So tempeh um, typically uses soybean, tapioca flour or cassava flour, and a starter called Rhizopus oligosporus. Um, to create this fermented product. And it usually looks like a cake or a patty. Um, and after the fermentation occurs, it becomes a solid structure where you could cut it up, you can put it in a stir fry, you can put it in a veggie burger. Um, and it's this delicious source of protein that's a lot more chewy uh, compared to tofu, which might have a similar set of ingredients. Um, and it's where, a widely where, used where, food product. Where, where are you now, Liz? Are you still in Jakarta or you're in Singapore or so right now I'm still in New York because we're uh, okay. we've just wrapped up at the summer fancy food show um, oh, my mom sure, just flew right. back yesterday um, but I'm spending a little more time here yeah and mommy's where a mom just flew back to Korea Korea okay oh, so, okay yeah. so you're, you really live in, in Korea um, so we're no my parents actually live in Jakarta my brother lives in the U.S., and I was just last month living in Hong Kong, uh, but now I will be relocating to Korea. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah. That's, so um, how many languages do you not speak? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, my mom is very multilingual, so she can speak English, she can speak Korean, Japanese, uh, Bahasa wow. Indonesia, which is the Indonesian language. Um, I think she majored in Portuguese, uh, and she says she's oh, you kidding. It, but I'm sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> That's a hard one, Portuguese. I mean, I know. A, I, I, I look at it if it's printed, and I think, oh, I know this, you know, because yes. it's Spanish, and it's exactly. not even vaguely like that. <laughs> it's not close at all, exactly. <laughs> so, so who put this package together? I mean, your mother put it together? So, no. So she developed the recipe, and we have a patented recipe, uh, but all of our packaging is designed by my younger brother, um, who's a very talented graphic designer and still a student, a college student, if you can believe it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's really lovely packaging. Yeah, and all your collaterals are also very impressive. So congratulate your your brother on that. How old is your brother? I love he uh, just turned 20, so he's still a child. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's much younger than I am, um, but he very has a good skill set and a bright future ahead. 
you know, um, your mother did the work in finding out how to set up a food company. It's not easy, is it? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I mean, it's been an uphill battle, I will say. Um, but it's amazing just to see her in action a lot of the time because she hasn't ever run a business before. But I guess it's just the maybe like maternal experience and she just has that killer instinct. So when it comes to decision making, when it comes to, you know, what do we invest in? How do we spend our time? She's just so good about managing all of those things. And it's just Uh been such a pleasure for me to like see her do that. And yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's such a a large industry, especially food Mm -hmm. industry. Uh, And competition is like intense um, because you just came back from the show and then you saw, I mean, three days you can't even see a a section or a piece (laughs) of the show. Uh, Exactly. So much. And, and, but it, in your section, I mean, you, um, snacks, if mm-hmm. we, and especially it's getting the whole healthy snacks is getting mm-hmm. really intense as well. Um, yeah, were you prepared for all that, that competition? I think we didn't go into this thinking about the competition. And I think, um, I think that's good in two parts. I think, first of all, um, because we were just inspired by our desire to share this tempeh product with the world, um, because it's not well known, it represents our culture and our background. Like, I think our mission was very clear from the get-go that we have this really amazing recipe and we just want to share that. Um, so it really was driven by a pure desire to um, give people access and the opportunity to try our product. And secondly, you, Your mother I mean, developed the recipe? Uh, yes. Um, it, it exists widely in Indonesia. Tempeh chips um, are very much a thing, uh, but she altered the recipe, uh, made it much more healthy um, and accessible and uh, exportable. Uh-huh. Yeah, there, there, there are some sugars and salts involved somewhere in the packaging we got. Am I right, sweetheart? No. Yeah, so that's part of... Wait, sorry, I didn't hear what your question was. I think he's thinking of something else, by the way. No. Oh, Okay. But, um, it, I mean, there were the, the sugar and salt certainly included in the, in the different. How many varieties do you have? Oh, and, and clarify for this. I mean, I assumed it was all vegan, but you also have yeah. two non-vegan. That's uh, Probably right. because you put um, cheese in one and, and barbecue. The barbecue is the other one. The yeah, other. that's right. Um, so those two flavors are not vegan yet just because of their seasoning. They're still plant-based and gluten-free. Um, but we're working towards uh, developing vegan flavors for them, too. Um, and in total, we have six assortments. So we have original yeah, chili, rosemary, sea salt that are vegan. Yeah, I like the rosemary a lot, by the way. I like anything I'm really glad. It's one of my favorites, too. It's mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but the, the, the format of it, I mean, it seems it's very convenient, and, I mean, it's mm-hmm. the, the crunch is just perfect in these chips. I mean, you got sort of a, the essence of snack, is what I call it, <laughs> and with the added attraction that it's healthy. Yeah. I mean, I find that, you know, in my experience 
trying to be a healthy consumer and, you know, put things in my body that are good for me, a lot of the time it doesn't taste very good. And it's always such a battle like, in the snack aisle. Because, it tastes like cardboard. I mean, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. If I get one more gluten-free thing that tastes like cardboard, <laughs> I think I'll scream. <laughs> exactly. Um, Why would anybody so want to eat them? Exactly. Um, and so I think we're very fortunate. Um, it, I mean, and that's just the power of tempeh, and it's a fermented product. Um, it's not like chemically uh, put together or processed in any way. It's just like the merging of three different ingredients um, through the power of fermentation. I love fermented things. I mean, I, I just could not do them. So I'm so happy they're yeah. also very good for your gut by. Um, yeah, <laughs> me too. I think sometimes I worry that people will be a little bit scared or intimidated by that word, um, you know, because fermentation is it's just such a vast field and oh, people yeah. cook with it, you know, and it's historically been present in so many different cultures like sauerkraut. Um, kimchi yeah, um, and I think yeah me too and I think with our bean product um, with our tempeh product it's very interesting that like none of that kind of fermented stinkiness really mm-hmm. retains in the actual like final form and so we're very fortunate that we've been able to do that and I want to like put it out there that it's a very approachable and accessible product um, for anyone it, it certainly is and um, it, the, you know, when you set out to do this, uh, did you aim for a particular market segment? I think, um, so we started out internationally. Um, so right now we're not widely available in the U.S. Hopefully that will change soon. But we're available in South Korea, Japan, and soon in Singapore and Thailand. Um, and so I think there was a the market that we wanted to approach were uh, people who were maybe familiar with tempeh to a certain extent or interested in plant-based dining um, that wanted to experiment further in that field. And so whoever didn't know before, we wanted to educate them on what tempeh was and people who were familiar with it, uh, we wanted to get them to really buy in and uh, be our supporter. I'm assuming if you came all the way to the fancy food show in yeah. um, New York City, you're aiming to develop the American market, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I went to college here. My brother lives here. Um, I think we have a lot of family here. I think this market is a really exciting one when it comes to food trends and the snacks market. Um, and I think it would be remiss of us to not participate in that opportunity um, and showcase what we have um, with this the people here. Yeah, I mean, there's probably no other market like it in the whole world. I mean, it really absolutely, is. absolutely. I would completely agree with that. So, um, now, did you pick up a lot of feedback from people visiting your booth? Yes. Um, what I kinds of things were they noticing? Okay, I think there were a couple of reactions that I remember. Uh, the first and the majority are people who put the chip in their mouth and their eyes go really wide. And they, <laughs> the first thing they say is, I don't really like tempeh, but this is really good. Um, so a lot of people have a negative impression of like 
happy foods and healthy foods and tempeh included. Um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, you talk about tempeh, and it's sort of like a hippie food idea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then there was a whole other crowd of people, um, you know, because New York is such a food hub and, you know, the fancy food show is also where all of those trends converge. There are a lot of people who were already, you know, very aware of what tempeh was and what fermentation does and the power of it. Um, and they were, like, very supportive and encouraging of our product. So we were very fortunate. A lot of the reactions were very positive. We, we interviewed somebody really interesting who uh, mm-hmm. wrote a book on um, fermentation. What well, wasn't yeah. on that. It was, um, he's, he was in Columbus, Ohio, and it's, mm-hmm. um, what, what was the book? But it was really interesting. I'm, I'm, Mm-hmm. I, I remember I'll send you an email with this name on it. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I have chef friends who have food labs, and they do a lot with uh, experimenting with fermentation. Right. I mean, they, they ferment yeah. things that never even occur to me to ferment, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And it, it comes in so many different forms. With tempeh, it's, you know, it's a cooking format that has been around in Indonesia for centuries. And we make all of our tempeh in-house. Um, so we use the starter, uh, which is also a plant-based starter, and we use tapioca flour and black-eyed beans, um, not the typical soybeans, because they're higher in fiber, and they're also non-allergenic. Um, and it takes about 52 hours to make our tempeh in-house. And we have the experts um, that work with us to make sure that the temperatures and the environments are controlled, the humidity, um, and that's how we get our final product to be so good. <laughs> they they really are good. I mean, I wasn't so sure what Thank I you. saw. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I get so much health food stuff that I mean, I mean, not just health food, but as I said, hippie food. <laughs> So yeah, fun. a little bit of skepticism <laughs> is healthy. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 I mean, it was, I was really pleased that it tastes like cardboard, but most of these things. <laughs> you did a great job. Congratulate you your mother, too. What a blessing. To I you. will. Thank you, Ryan. First thing I noticed about them is, and I, I don't know, you might say this is a really stupid thing, but the, the packages are very small. Oh, these are the samples. The, the, the samples that I sent you are were the samples for the food show. So in real okay. life, they're much bigger. They're yeah, 50 grams and 150. So, so in, um, in real life, in real life, they're more satisfying because there's more of them in the package. Exactly. Exactly. Last longer. We we had two two interesting experiences with people from from your country, and then we'll mm-hmm. remember them. One one was black garlic. Oh, they were funny. Oh. And, 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 wow. and, and the, the other one was, was rice made made to order. There was a variable in the in the rice preparation process, and you could mm-hmm. get, you could get rice rice that was really good for you. Wow, interesting. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember any more about it than that. But. Yeah, but the I mean, black Asian garlic really took off. Black yeah, garlic I'm took sure. off. The, yeah, the, they figured out how to um, uh, uh, ferment it to get it. Exactly. That, yeah, it's yeah. also fermentation. Um, but I yeah. heard the health benefits are incredible. 
of black, yes. black garlic. It's, um, they sent us so much that I, I ended up giving it to everybody I knew. <laughs> wow. So, how many That's forms really cool. of it, yeah. But all the chefs sure. love playing around with it. Black yeah, because the, the flavor profile is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. She's going, she's going to impact the uh, Tempe marketplace for you as well. <laughs> yeah. So all, the, so all the chefs across the United States, and particularly in Pittsburgh, will be introduced to Tempe, you may be sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would be really wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So what? what's the next step then? Um, you need to enlarge availability, number one. That's probably mm-hmm. top of your list, yeah. right? Yep, yep. That's how um, so the next thing. To do that. Yeah. yeah, so how we expand is... Uh, the question because you know right now we run a very tight ship um, and we've been exporting to the countries that we're familiar with but you know in the US we've uh, done some business here but it's um, it's far distance wise it's also in completely different time zones so we're gonna have to build some bridges I think and we're very excited because at the food show we were able to meet some people who were really gonna help us do that so um, hopefully by the end of this year yeah, that's a good place to start with that food show, especially food yeah, show. Yeah, thank you. I wanted, to, I wanted to mention one thing, sweetheart. I don't know if it's relevant or not. But you, you remember we were at the fancy food show one, one year and we met a, a nice lady who was making products from Wales, part, part, of, the, part of Great Britain. And she said it was, it was really quite difficult to get started doing that and they decided they would change altogether and they would have their product manufactured in the United States. Mm. And I'm I'm wondering if you've come across the same desire to be the same or desire to be different than the approach they took. Yeah, no, uh, it's absolutely something that we're thinking about. Um, Like I said, Indonesia to any part of the U.S. is, you know, a far distance, and we have a wonderful factory there that's in operation. Um, but if we were to be widely available across the United States, I think we would need to kind of approach maybe a factory here, a warehouse here, um, or a co-packer. And um, I think we're going to look into um, engaging those options in the next few months. Yeah, transportation. We, we fell in love with a, a French chocolatier who wanted mm-hmm. us to uh, represent them in the U.S., um, but uh, we priced it out. And, I mean, the, to, to get the quality, to, to, we'd have to air freight all this chocolate. Yeah. And, wow, I mean, that's and, very and that expensive. Would be, yeah. Oh, expensive. And, and, and I don't mm-hmm. think, even if it was that much superior, I don't, I, I don't think people would pay for that chocolate. Yeah. Or, here of course i mean so uh anyhow so but yeah that's that's exactly. a big issue um mm-hmm. so anyhow so um how long are you going to be here and uh, are you going to um be like looking for uh, new avenues or you got a lot of information yeah. out of the show and yeah you, so we yeah. got a couple of really encouraging leads at the show um, I'm going to be here until the end of July to be following up on some of those. 
um, and we're very excited. Well, you you should be because it's a great product, and um, I'm so glad we were able to talk to you about it too. Um, you sound like Thank you're you going to so do much. really well with it, and it's again, it's a standout product. Listeners, trust me. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. You're so kind. Yeah, and yeah, and I wish I had Dr. Kang back in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he comes around soon. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I, again, the name is, go ahead. Mama May, Mama May Whole Foods. Right. Um, and, and we make tempeh chips. And you make what? Tempeh chips. Tempeh chips. Yeah, you're not going to, I mean, that, that's your focus, and you do that so well, why not? Oh. Yeah, and right. I think we're going to diversify in the next few years. Um, I think, you know, our mission remains the same. We want to introduce um, amazing, healthy Asian foods to the rest of the world, and I think a lot of that is already happening, and a lot of brands um, in this market are already leading by example um, how to do that successfully. And so I think our next steps will be to continue to explore, um, continue to engage with our, you know, personal cultures and histories and uh, develop something out of that that can be accessible to the world. Well, you're on the, the right track and you've got a great <laughs> product and, and you've got a lot Thank of personality you. to put behind your brand, which that hurts. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks really for talking to us, that. Liz. Yeah, well, well thank you so we, much we for really, having me. I'm, I'm so happy to find uh, something I could wholeheartedly get back up and support. So, you're it. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, and um, I'll keep you updated when they hit the market. Yeah, do that, good. please. please. <laughs> I will. Thank okay, you both thank very you. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.